Hello, everybody. It's Kevin from the Imperial Wrestling Podcast, the most intelligent wrestling podcast, period. Uh, you can always email the show at the Imperial Wrestling Podcast at gmail.com, or you can find us online at the Imperial Wrestling Pod.com. Also, feel free to find us on Twitter. Uh, on the website, it's really neat because it gives you a blog, and in the blog, talks about the upcoming episodes and any previous episodes that you may have missed. Now, if you want to give feedback or share ideas or maybe just have questions uh, regarding the material that we've covered uh, on the podcast, you can always use the blog tool as well. Uh, it's also a great resource to look back on past episodes and maybe just sort of catch up on what you may have missed or maybe there's a certain topic that does not interest you. You're not required to suffer through some of these other podcasts or if you love the podcast as much as uh, I think that you do, you will want to listen to all of the podcasts and go back and listen to them. Now remember, our show is completely free. We don't require any form of payment even though we do have supporters to the show. The idea is to have the voice of the fans heard without some sort of commitment, contract, and or fee, which seems to be the trend for all of my so-called competitor. Tonight's show is about wrestlers that have worn or wear or at one time wore a mask in the uniqueness of pro wrestling. Now, some people say, well, wrestling's weird. All those wrestlers wear masks and they don't want people to see their faces. Well, I don't know if you watch many other professional sports these days because every single football player wears a helmet with a face mask. Um, hmm, hockey players wear a helmet. Uh, yes, NASCAR race car drivers or IndyCar race car drivers wear a helmet. And the protection of the face or covering of the face, if you will, is not just unique to pro wrestling. What is unique to pro wrestling is Luca Libre is where I give a lot of the historical props to because... Those guys with pride, almost out of tradition and culture, wear the mask. It represents something bigger than the sport itself. It's part of the culture. It's part of what defines that style, the Mexican style of pro wrestling. The mask is not unique just to uh, Luca Libre or the Mexican aspect of pro wrestling. The mask is also has some amazing historical elements, especially in the realm of Japanese professional wrestling. Juice and Thunder Liger it has one of the coolest wrestling masks that there is. And, and now you also have to remember there's some uniqueness in the American aspect of professional wrestling. Yeah, some of the younger fans may not know who this, the Destroyer was. 
His tenure was pretty much from the early 60s to the early 80s. Not everyone knew who Mr. Wrestling was. From the mid-60s to about the mid-80s is when he was in his prime and really made wearing the wrestling mask famous in his attributes. Then we had the masked superstar. And his, his tenure was much shorter from about 76 to 1986. You know, wrestling masks have always had some sort of significance, especially in a cultural regard. And Luca Libre. It, it's so fascinating to me to see characters like the Blue Demon, or Mil Mascaris, or Al Santos. Those mask-wearing superstars made the mask iconic. And we move over back to what we started to talk about in Japan. The mask wrestlers were very popular and heavily influenced by Tiger Mask. Tiger Mask was an unbelievable talent. Just a great wrestler, and his maneuverability was bar none. It was unbelievable, and he was a true talent and wrestling spectacle to behold. Black Tiger was another one, especially in the 80s realms of pro wrestling. Moving into the 90s, we kind of touched on him briefly, Juice and Thunder Liger who had an amazing career as a mass superstar. And WWE doesn't really embrace the mask entirely. Even though the Hardy Boys had a thing with it, Eddie Guerrero had a short stint with it, even Kurt Angle did some things with a wrestling match. You know, we had this uh, in more in the independent, we have uh, um, Shark Boy, um, and there's a guy named Space Monkey that some of the avid wrestling fans may know. I've seen him a few times wrestle in a black label for independent wrestling. But if you really think about all the elements of mask-wearing superstars, not a lot of people realize that these characters actually wore a mask. Right now in this day and age, we know the Fiend. He wears a mask. Even though it's part of his repertoire, it's part of his character and persona, he is a mask-wearing superstar. There's no way around it. Abyss is another big-time superstar that wears a mask. Agent Orange was a big-time superstar that wore a mask. Some of you might know in New Japan Pro Wrestling, there was the American Dragon who wore a mask. Even the Philippines, there's a Philippine wrestling revolution. There was a wrestler named the Apocalypse who wore a mask. It's so awesome to think about. There's a superstar named Atlantis. The World Wrestling Federation had a wrestler named Avatar that wore a mask. Um, there was also an there was one called the Avenger, the original aspect. In 1968, there was a wrestler named the Avenger who wore a wrestling match. And I, I bring it up because it's kind of neat because we know about Marvel Comics and the ability for um, mask-wearing superstars or superheroes, if you will. You got Spider-Man and Batman. Those guys, the mask is part of who their character is. And, and that same sort of persona is what the mask represents to a lot of the wrestlers in professional wrestling. 
One of my favorite mask wearing guys that doesn't get propped for wearing a mask was Big Van Vader. Big Van Vader was an unbelievably awesome wrestler that wore a mask. And it gets overlooked quite often because he had more or less like a revealing type match mask and that mask didn't really hide his face it just sort of added to who he was you know there was a, a wrestler that I believe may have been Owen Hart who used to come to the ring as the blue blazer and the blue blazer was a uh, mask wearing superstar and I think we it was revealed later that it was actually Owen Hart uh, Japan had another big guy named Black Cat, who was a super cool um, mask-wearing wrestler. We had Black Scorpion. Some of you might remember him in uh, WCW in the 1990s. He was a mask-wearing superstar. We talked about Black Tiger earlier. Uh, some of you know from the early, early days of wrestling, there was a wrestler named Blue Demon, uh, Luca Libre wrestler from the 1950s, and I think his career ended around 1990 or the late 80s. The Bullet uh, was an independent wrestler in the United States, a mask-wearing guy from 87, 88, very short career. Um, he may have evolved into another character, I'm not sure world-class championship wrestling in 1977 had a guy named Captain USA an American mass wrestling superstar you know and it's so neat to think about these guys because we forget who they were even CM Punk at one time wore a wrestling mask mask and I think his mask really debuted around 2010 um, was something uh, that he added to his repertoire even um, then you, there's characters like, I don't really consider him a wrestler, but Doink the Clown, he technically wore a mask. Um, and I know I made fun of him on one of my other podcasts, but he's a character that did indeed embrace the use of a wrestling mask. One of my favorite modern day uh, wrestlers is Delirious. Uh, and his use of the mask is totally different than what we would make uh, considered as a norm, if you will. His beard is exposed. He, you can't understand the things he says. He really embraces the mysterious element of his wrestler uh, or his wrestling character, uh, Delirious. Uh, big, t- big trainer, I believe now, with the ROH. He's working with a lot of the new and up-and-coming wrestler. Um, you know, it's just the list goes on and on. Uh, and there was even a guy named Dr. Feelgood. I don't know how he got away with the naming rights, uh, but he did in the 1980s. Um, I think he was part of the NWA, in fact, uh, which is pretty interesting to think about it. Uh, there was a big run with Dr. X. Some of you may remember who Dr. X was. I don't know if you do or if you don't, but he was around for a long time. Uh, in New Japan, El Samurai was a big mask-wearing superstar. Uh, El Santo, we talked about earlier, he he was pretty famous because he wore the mask for 40 years. I want to say as early as the 1940s to the early 80s, El Santo was a famous mask-wearing superstar. Unbelievably famous. And, and that's what sort of paved the way for other guys. The WWE or WWF back in the day had a guy named the Executioner that wore a mask. Um, 
pretty interesting character. Check him out. Look him up if you can. Um, the, the mask wearing thing is, while it's not totally over the top famous in North America, there are some big wrestlers that have resonated in the hearts of fans, especially a guy like Rey Mysterio, who really sort of made the mask famous. I know there's guys like Kalisto and stuff like that that's come in, but a lot of people forgot in the 1990s, there was a sensational wrestler named Kato. He was part of the Orient Express with Mr. Fuji. Uh, Kato was a mask-wearing wrestler with unbelievable skill, and I don't really know what happened to him. Uh, we've got now uh, La Parca. Um, we're, we're seeing a lot of um, La Parca Jr., in fact, in the AEW. Um, man, talk about a unique way to embrace the wrestling mask. And it's a really cool character altogether. I really like how he does it. Um, and his wrestling skills are awesome. Um, if, if you don't think that he's one of the better wrestlers, you, you need to watch him more closely. Just because he doesn't have an iconic face and, and we don't see who the wrestler is, um, the reality is Lepart, his character is amazing and his mask is really cool. Uh, check him out. Um, and, and there's just like, I don't know if you guys remember, there's another one that comes to mind, Max Moon. Uh, I think he used to go by Maximilian Moons, uh, things like that. He was a mass wrestling superstar. Um, and, and, and a lot of these guys just sort of getting or get forgotten about or, or mixed with the rest. But Another major wrestler that made the mask extremely famous was a guy named the Patriot. Uh, the Patriot uh, even debuted for a while in the World Wrestling Federation. I think his career was about six years long. I remember him most in the GWF, the Global Wrestling Federation. Um, the Patriot, muscular guy that wore an American-style mask. Very cool. And he was a good wrestler. Um and, and those are all things to to think about. Um, you, you have to just really look at the list of wrestlers. Uh, there's a wrestler named Suicide that wore the mask. He's big in the United States, Japan, and even the Philippines. Uh, TNA was kind of like his uh, name to fame, where I think he was most famous in terms of uh, the professional wrestling ranks, if you will. But tiger mask we kind of talked about him earlier there was a one two three and i believe a four um starting with new japan and all japan i think he ended the fourth one ended in new japan or uh, yeah new japan is how i think that went down ultimo dragon another unbelievable mass superstar and i think you can even find him still wrestling today um Big, big in Japan. I think he started as early as 1991, uh, which is pretty crazy. Um, but the the list of mass superstar truly goes on, and there are still places for the mass today. Even Ron Simmons and Butch Reed uh, in the early 80s or the late 80s, early 90s, um, they had an awesome tag team called Doom. And they came to the ring with masks. And I, I just think that it's part of the DNA 
of pro wrestling. At one time, the mask guys were the ones that did all the flips and stunt-like maneuvers in the wrestling ring, and they were more the athletic, high-flyer-type wrestler. And that has evolved, because now we have some mask-wearing guys in the AEW, uh, for example, like the Dark Order, where the size has sort of resonated, and they don't have to be the most athletic-type wrestler. Um, if you watch the the Blade and Butcher, uh, they come to the ring with a mask on, or at least the Blade does, and it comes off uh, bef- when they're wrestling. Kind of neat. You you can almost use it as an entire like a a wardrobe attire, a, a fashion statement, a, a representation to the ring, and it comes off once they're wrestling. You know that's the unique thing about the mask. It can be regarded and used in any number of ways, and 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 that's what makes it so cool. There are so many other uh, mask-wearing wrestlers that I have left off. There's no doubt about it. And if you have a favorite one, let me know. Email the show. I want to check that out. I want to know more about it. You know, it's it's something to consider in the fabric of wrestling. And I know it's not as popular, especially like with somebody with Vince McMahon. He's never really embraced the use of a wrestling match mask. He wants to kind of uh, personicize these wrestlers based on their natural appearance and then roll them into their gimmick. And I get it. That's kind of a way of branding. But there's also a way to use the mask as well. And it worked with a guy like Rey Mysterio. And, and I think it can work with other wrestlers as well. Um, so I don't think it's anything that's going away. Um, and and I, I don't think it, it's uh, unique just to pro wrestling. Um, but it is critical that it is part of the fundamental iconic recognition that we all have almost instinctually. We see a guy that's muscular and strong. It's either a superhero or we can immediately assume that it's a professional wrestler. And that's kind of neat. Growing up as a kid loving wrestling and adoring wrestling, uh, I always wanted to invent a character called the Mystery Man. And uh, he had a his maneuver, his maneuvers were mysterious, if you will. Uh, he came from parts unknown and he wore a different mask all the time. And I think that's synonymous to a lot of the aspects that the Luca Libre does is that the wrestlers are mysterious. So the element of what they do in the ring becomes that much more uh, captivating and entertaining. And when it's done in a cultural element, the whole design, even if scripted, changes because it's part of who they are. It's part of what makes the Luca Libre what it is. And it does bleed into other aspects of pro wrestling. I admire the wrestling mask. I am for the wrestling mask. And there have been some remarkable wrestlers that wore the mask with pride. You know, thank you so much for listening to the Imperial Wrestling Podcast, the most intelligent wrestling podcast. It's the E before Thanksgiving. Be safe. I hope you and your families have a a happy, joyful day. Um, I don't know what your stance is on how many people you're going to allow in your household. But all I want to say is remember, we have more things to be thankful for than not. Uh, Just like I'm thankful for pro wrestling and I'm thankful for you listening to our show. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Kevin, and this is the most intelligent wrestling podcast, period. The Imperial Wrestling Podcast. Good night, everybody.